Chapter 5 of The Italian. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Italian by Anne Radcliffe. Chapter 5. What if it be a poison which the friar subtly hath ministered? Shakespeare. Vivaldi, when his first feelings of pity and compunction for having insulted an aged man, the member of a sacred profession, were past, and when he looked with a more deliberate eye upon some circumstances of the confessor's manner, perceived that suspicion was again gathering on his mind. But, regarding this as a symptom of his own weakness rather than as a hint of truth, he endeavored, with a magnanimous disdain, to reject every surmise that boded unfavorably of Scudoni. When evening arrived, he hastened towards Altieri, and having met without the city, according to appointment, a physician, upon whose honor and judgment he thought he might rely, they proceeded on their way together. Vivaldi had forgotten, during the confusion of his last interview with Elena, to deliver up the key of the garden gate, and he now entered it as usual, though he could not entirely overcome the reluctance which he felt on thus visiting in secret and at night the dwelling of Elena. Under no other circumstances, however, could the physician, whose opinion was so necessary to his peace, be introduced without betraying a suspicion which must render her unhappy, probably forever. Beatrice, who had watched for them in the portico, led the way to the chamber where the corpse was laid out, and Vivaldi, though considerably affected when he entered, soon recovered composure enough to take his station on one side of the bier, while the physician placed himself on the other. Unwilling to expose his emotion to the observation of a servant, and also desirous of some private conversation with the physician, he took the lamp from Beatrice and dismissed her. As the light glared upon the livid face of the corpse, Vivaldi gazed with melancholy surprise, and an effort of reason was necessary to convince him that this was the same countenance which only one evening preceding was animated like his own, which had looked upon him in tears while, with anxiety the most tender, Bianchi had committed the happiness of her niece to his care, and had, alas, too justly predicted her approaching dissolution. The circumstances of that scene now appeared to him like a vision, and touched every fibre of his heart. He was fully sensible of the importance of the trust committed to him, and, as he now hung over the pale and deserted form of Bianchi, he silently renewed his solemn vows to Elena, to deserve the confidence of her beloved guardian. Before Vivaldi had courage enough to ask the opinion of the physician, who was still viewing the face of the deceased with very earnest attention and disapproving countenance, his own suspicions strengthened from some circumstances of her appearance, and particularly from the black tint that prevailed over her complexion, it seemed to him that her death had been by poison. He feared to break a silence which prolonged his hope of the contrary, feeble though it was, and the physician, who probably was apprehensive for the consequence of delivering his real thoughts, did not speak. I read your opinion, said Vivaldi. At length it coincides with my own. I know not as to that, signor, replied the physician, though I think I perceive what is yours. Appearances are unfavorable, 
yet I will not take upon me to decide from them that it is as you suspect. There are other circumstances under which similar appearances might occur. He gave his reasons for this assertion, which were plausible even to Vivaldi, and concluded with requesting to speak with Beatrice. For I wish to understand, said he, what was the exact situation of this lady for some hours previous to her decease? After a conversation of some length with Beatrice, whatever might be the opinion resulting from his inquiries, he adhered nearly to his former assertions, pronouncing that so many contradictory circumstances appeared as rendered it impossible for him to decide whether Bianchi had died by poison or otherwise. He stated more fully than he had done before the reasons which must render the opinion of any medical person on this subject doubtful. But whether it were that he feared to be responsible for a decision which would accuse some person of murder, or that he really was inclined to believe that Bianchi died naturally, it is certain that he seemed disposed to adopt the latter opinion, and that he was anxious to quiet the suspicions of Vivaldi. He so far succeeded, indeed, as to convince him that it would be unavailing to pursue the inquiry, and almost won him to believe that she had departed according to the common course of nature. Vivaldi, having lingered a while over the deathbed of Bianchi, and taken a last farewell of her silent and altered form, quitted the chamber and the house as softly as he had approached, unobserved, as he believed, by Elena or any other person. The morning dawned over the sea when he returned into the garden, and a few fishermen, loitering on the beach or putting off their little boats from the shore, were the only persons visible at this early hour. The time, however, was past for renewing the inquiry he had purposed at Paluzzi, and the brightening dawn warned him to retire. To Naples, therefore, he returned, with spirits somewhat soothed by a hope that Bianchi had not fallen prematurely, and by the certainty that Elena was well. On the way thither, he passed the fort without interruption, and, having parted with the physician, was admitted into his father's mansion by a confidential servant. End of chapter 5